you guys, we just dropped so many listeners as soon as this happened. <laughs> really? They're here for the banter. This is my TikTok. <laughs> my lights over over here yeah what up taylor we should make a we should make an ecclesia tiktok dance and is that what it's called a tiktok no we shouldn't um and then just do it on this thing for that song oh just do it for the intro yeah Yeah. Uh, taylor's requesting it from garrett Taylor is asking me to set up a tiktok i think last week garrett said both he will never get a tiktok and that i have one Oh, what? You have a TikTok? You have a TikTok? I do. It's like, it's in the, it's, I, you it's and your the, kids need to do TikToks. You'll you're be famous in like so three days. Followers. But I think you said that you never would use TikTok. And then you said maybe you should start making TikToks. Like, I, well, you, you kind of said both last week. Garrett. You know, what I'm saying is, is that if I, I know that if I started trying to get my kids to do a TikTok, TikTok dances, there two things would happen. One, they would want to do them all the time. <laughs> two, nothing wrong with that. No, I know. It, it would like, my kids are very cute. I do I not want to picture Jonah's little head going like this in the, in the dances. <laughs> I feel like the girls would kill it. They'd do such a good job. I know. They would. They would. They would. So, anyhow. <laughs> well, anyway. See your with kids that. dancing too. Like, I'm a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor's like, whoa. Don't bring that in the, don't bring that content here. Sorry. <laughs> don't bring that content here, mom. Sorry. Mm. Um, do we need an intro? We still put this up on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah we do. do. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So let's introduce ourselves. This is the Ecclesia After Hours Happy Hour podcast. What's everyone drinking? I have kombucha. Water. I have an empty glass. It was water. An empty mug or an empty glass. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. And I'm your host, Kenna. Oops, oh, sorry. Was that really loud, Josh? Dude, you guys, <laughs> oh, I'm so hearing y'all slurp your drinks is not the most appealing. Oh, yeah, thing. I accidentally just slurped my <laughs> drink. Because we have all this new podcasting equipment and we're trying to learn how to use it. So. Have you guys noticed I keep wanting to hold the mic like I'm a pop star? Like, I keep like. <laughs> <laughs> we're off the rails already. We have If everyone started. could see my setup here, it is it is something. It yeah, is something. The boxes and t-shirts i'll take a picture i'm also on an amazon box right now quarantine life um everybody introduce yourselves um my name's garrett i'm on staff at ecclesia i'm molly i'm also on staff at ecclesia and my name is josh also on staff with ecclesia at ctk north bay just kidding <laughs> Also, TDK <laughs> North Bay. What up, TDK North Bay? That would be true. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. What up, Dan? A plug. <laughs> cool. Well, today we are going to continue in a series that we started last week called Next, um, which is where we basically talk about a bunch of topics related to young adults kind of transitioning, um, whether that's moving to a new city or moving out of Ecclesia and into a local church or... Um, out of college or whatever it is. We're just talking about transitions and how to do those well. Um, and today we are going to talk a little bit about something that we've taught this historically. Um, this series called Next has been taught in an in-person class as one of, um, it was going to be one of our kingdom labs. Um, 
but we're taking it to the podcast. So we're taking some of that content and just making it available to you guys. Um, so we're going to talk through something called the Kingdom Life Schematic. Ooh, that sounds fancy. The word schematic is really... I need to get a I need to get a horn on our on our soundboard. Oh, you do. There's so many moments. By next week, I'll put a I'll I'll, I'll get the uh I'll get a horn on our uh, like an air horn on our on our. That's on our, too our much power for you to have. I think. I yeah. <laughs> but there's so many moments when it's appropriate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so do you guys want to just explain what is the Kingdom Life schematic? It's got three parts. Um, what are those three parts? So actually, um, this idea was uh, created by a friend of mine and I um, when we were running a, a version of our discipleship course called the Intensive. So my friend Julie and I, we kind of looked at what have we, as Julie and I are in our upper 30s, like what have we just kind of experienced in our lives as far as what it looks like to live in, from season to season? What have been some of the consistence? So it's from that perspective. So take that under consideration. And we essentially just looked at our lives and said, what were the kind of spaces that were important for us at every moment of um, our spiritual journey? And we said that there were three kind of components. One was where do you worship? Like, where are you going and being part of the local body of Christ to where is, uh, where are the, where, what is the space where you are known and you know others. It's not just a matter of knowing other, like having your own experience be known, but you're you're knowing other people's experiences. And how are you serving? And we kind of had a couple of dis different distinctions in serving. We we said, where are you putting your like relational energy? Like where are you putting um the way that you develop or care for people? Um, but also like where are you just giving your energy? Because there's like different kinds of serving, like where are you putting in, like I have this experience and I want to pass that on to you but also there's like some places just need you to fill boxes of canned goods to hand them out so like there's different components of serving but like those were the three that we said like where are you putting outward energy to help build god's kingdom um where is your life known and you are knowing others and where are you spending time worshiping jesus as a community of people so that's what we said totally yeah, I feel like that's a really helpful explanation of kind of the three parts. So it's and we're we're calling that second one community. I don't know if you actually said that, G, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah so community and service community just and service like a shorthand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. That's like the little summary. Right. Worship, community, service um, are the three parts of this kingdom life schematic. Um, so my question is why why those three things? I know Garrett, you said like just from a perspective of like a couple of people in like their late thirties, things that have been consistently important in their walk. Um, but can you, can you guys talk a little bit about why those are the three parts of the kingdom life schematics? They're not the only important things in life, but those are the three things that we lay out. Yeah. I think uh, particularly in the context of transitioning, well, I think I'm thinking about um, like if I'm leaving Bellingham and I'm going to, uh, to move to Seattle and I'm looking to um, like be a part of a faith community there, those three elements feel like a, a grounding place for me to live out of. Like if I have a place um, to worship, if I have community where I'm known and know others and I have a place to serve, like 
that is very foundational for a life of discipleship. Um, and so particularly in the context of transitioning, like if you are, are going into a new season, uh, maybe even if you're not moving, but you're just going into a new season in the same city or the same place, like maybe just a new life stage. Um, that's a really good way to kind of evaluate how you're putting your energy out into um, a community or like into a faith community, into a church is where are you worshiping? Where are you serving? And where do you have community? Because I think you could even be like for, for some of us who are pretty consistent in one place, like that could still be a a question that we ask ourselves and give us a chance to press more into that. Um, even Mm -hmm. if we're not moving somewhere new, or even if we're not entering a new season, because I think those are pretty foundational for just a life of, of um, formation into following Jesus in a life of discipleship is, is all of those elements. And if one of those is missing, um, I think there's actually like a diagram that you guys show at the intensive when you, when you taught this kingdom life schematic, you showed like when one of those is missing, it leads to different areas of lack in your relationship with the Lord and in your discipleship. So if you have like community and serving but no place to worship then you're having this void of like sharing your experience with other people in a in a way of like worshiping together um Mm -hmm. and if you are only in community and only worshiping then you're missing out on actually like being the hands and feet of jesus and Mm so if you're just having one or two of these isolated parts of the of the kingdom life then um like you're kind of missing a big chunk of what we're actually called to as disciples. And again, like you said, there's more, there's more that um, is a part of a life of following Jesus, but we feel like these are kind of a, a big three of, of what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of think of it as like, you know, people say if you're going to be in a romantic relationship or something that like, you're not supposed to find everything you need in that one person. It, right. It's kind of similar where it's like, if you're, if you only mm-hmm. have a community somewhere, like if you go somewhere and you're like, okay, it's so important to me to build community, but you're not looking for ways to serve or a place to worship. There's going to be something missing. You're not right. going to find everything you need there or, you know, with any of them. And so they're all three really important for um, like a holistic discipleship experience. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of it too, like, Obviously, there's more, uh, but this is a base for a lot of those other things to to sprout up. Like, if you have community, if you're serving, if you're worshiping, a lot of the other aspects of following Jesus come from those spots uh, that uh, if you're in a community that knows you and where you know others, um, they could push you towards actually uh, being accountable in certain ways in, in your relationship with yeah. Jesus, uh, which is a different part of living the life of following Jesus. But, but a lot of it is kind of the base that those things come from. Um, and, and I agree with what you all were saying that you can't like, it can't be isolated that if it's just a club where you're serving, I mean, if it's just a community where you're serving, it's just kind of an, uh, an activist club. Uh, if it's, if it's just a, a place where you're, you're worshiping on your own and you're serving, then you're not actually being a part of the church. Uh, mm. And I think like, Having those say, those three things together is something that's so important to press into um, wherever we are. Uh, a lot of us are, already do it um, that we and we don't even re- like we we wouldn't necessarily know that we do that. But that's something that I think 
uh, Molly, that you were saying that helps put terms to how we do exist in this life of following Jesus uh, that just might be natural for some of us at this point. Yeah. One of the things I hear people get caught up in sometimes when this is being taught is like, what is the difference between a place or a way to serve and a place or a way to worship? Can you guys talk a little bit about that difference? I think a lot of times people hear that and they're like, so does that mean, um, or can that be the same place? Like, do I serve at the church that I worship in? Can those be different places? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I feel like it's a matter of how much tension you may want to have in your own life. Because if you're, if you're having like a, a place where you have community in a different place to where you're worshiping, like the, the place that's cultivating your community space might be pushing in one direction, but where you're worshiping is pushing in another direction and where you're serving is pushing in another direction. And so then all of a sudden you're holding the tension of serving and, and having three separate visions in, in, in your experience. And so, I mean, I guess that to me is why it's really important that you all, it's really important to pick a local church and, and go there and just choose it. Um, it has less to do with, I mean, as obviously all of us have stake in that because we're all part of a local church community, but also I feel like on the end community experience is that, is that you could just experience what it means to be like moved in multiple different directions. And that just doesn't, it's not a conducive way to live out your faith experience. And so, I mean, that's why I would push in and say, you should at some point find a spot, push in there because not it, you're never going to find a spot that's perfect. You're always going to find a spot. You're always going to find inconsistencies or things that you don't like. It might just take longer, um, but you're always going to find that. So, so finding a spot, digging in there and then allowing that to direct your energy, um, no matter what I feel like is, is an important piece of it because then at least it's single-minded. Yeah. Kenna, could you restate that question again? Yeah. The difference between the difference between them, I guess, like, um, I think, I think the question comes up a lot when this is being taught, like, should those three things be found in one place? Like there are three different things and there are three different things to push into. And you could totally go to a church and serve, but really never cultivate community there. Um, And so we're saying those are three important things to push into, but we get the question a lot when we're teaching this, I think, of should those be in the same place? Yep. Does that make sense? I actually feel like it's better when they are intertwined. Like I'm thinking of maybe maybe a, a person at Ecclesia, what this might look like for you is you worship on Wednesday nights at Ecclesia when we could do that together. Like you show up, you worship, you celebrate what God's doing, you come together with a community, and then you attend a community group, and that is the place where you are known by other people, where you confess in, where you pray together, where you learn, where you grow. You're known and you know others there so that's happening at the same time and then 
with your group, you're serving. So you're doing things like glow stations and you're going to the food bank and you are um, like engaging in different ways with on earth and you're serving in that capacity. And then maybe you also serve on Wednesday nights at Ecclesia and pass out programs or play on the worship team or something like that. So I feel like when you are fully invested in a faith community, like it actually gives you opportunity to engage with all of those in a way that does overlap. Um, which actually I think is a very, is very fruitful of like fully investing in a community. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think this, as, as I'm thinking about it a little bit, I think this all illuminates part of what it means to be a part of a church, to be, to actually buy into a church community and, and call yourself a member of that church uh, and just a member of, of the community of Christ. I think you can and you should have community outside of church for sure. Like that's not a bad thing. That's, that's a great thing. Um, you can serve outside of your church. You can have uh, worship on your own, but I think recognizing that worshiping on your own is a part of you being a part of the community of Christ, that, that it's not an isolated thing mm-hmm. that your pursuit of the Lord is not just your pursuit of the Lord. It's actually yeah. Yeah. your pursuit of, as a, as part of a body of believers yeah. who's all pursuing the Lord and if you try to do that devoid of community, um, I actually think you're missing out on a huge part of the life that God is calling you into. Um, I actually think that when we, I, I mean, I think it can lead us astray where we actually trust in our own wisdom, our own discernment a lot more than actually being refined by one another, by learning from one another, by growing together. I think we're designed to do that. I think we're meant for that. I think that that's a huge part of the, of what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but with that, not to say that you always need to be following Jesus in in physical proximity with one another, but but to do so individually and together is is such a huge thing that you are invested in one another's growth, discipleship, development out of love for each other. Mm. Um, I think like yes, it can be done separately, but I think anytime you're not doing it together. Uh, you're 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 missing out on 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 the intention that is there and and with service uh yes absolutely you can serve on your own separate from 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 church that's still a good thing uh but recognizing that being a part of the church christ uh the bride of christ like the body of christ is is I just think there's something really important in still serving together and still yeah. coming alongside one another and actually partnering with each yeah. other and with God on a mission towards uh, towards building God's kingdom. That could still happen by yourself, but I can't tell you how many people that I know that have left Ecclesia, that have gone and moved somewhere else, that have been on their own, uh, where they try to do this life of following Jesus alone because the church quote-unquote doesn't work out for them uh and almost every instance i know of uh it is it has put them in a spot where they have withdrawn from jesus uh and i just i just think that makes sense i think that that uh that when we do that we're, we're putting ourselves in a very vulnerable spot uh yeah that's so good that is trusting ourselves a lot more than i think we probably should totally yeah, that's so good. I think that highlights just exactly our heart behind 
this in particular in context with transitions mm-hmm. is that yes we are we are made to experience all these things like i, I can't yes. remember i think we were talking about this before we started going live but we were made to worship we were made to be known and to know others and we were made to work and we were made to serve yes but to do those devoid of the body of christ and to do those like devoid of of like a church community is missing a part of the whole picture that we were created for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can experience some of these things on your own and on their own, but you're not going to experience the fullness of life that God designed and created his church for. And so like, as you're transitioning, it's so it's going to be so valuable to be rooted in a body of believers and allow those three things to exist within that body of believers. Right. So your community, your serving, your worship, those are what make up if individuals are doing that within a body, like that is a flourishing church that is what a flourishing church looks like yes if you have a church full of people that aren't doing that like it's it's going to be just a group of people that come together Mm -hmm. but when we like we talk about how the church isn't a building the church is a group of people the church is the body of christ like that is what makes the church when we are people who are invested in community who are worshiping who are serving and then we come together and we do that as a group of people and then right. we go live that out like that's what makes the church so to be rooted in that wherever you're transitioning as you're moving into a new season like be rooted in that and you'll see not only yourself grow more to be more like Jesus but you'll see yeah. yourself be a part of how God is using his bride to bring restoration and healing to the world like that's what he wants to do and so that's so that's so um, good josh yeah. that like it they don't exist mm. they don't exist on their own to the fullness of which god created them for well yeah i'm even thinking as you're saying that molly i'm thinking about paul's letters to all the different churches that existed and uh the letter to ephesians like he's writing to a specific group of people who's actually going to gather together to read the letter he's writing yeah. like yep. to come together to learn the same thing together uh mm. that he's instructing them in uh to thus go forth and implement in their lives and and i think that that is like the picture of how we still have the opportunity to operate and i think whether you're staying in ecclesia for a few years whether you're transitioning somewhere else uh the invitation is um is i think that when we try to only pursue god on our own uh, we can actually fall into a trap of consumerism. Yes. Uh, because I think what that does is it actually sets up a, something where we are just grasping at more knowledge and we're just grasping yeah. at random things that we think might be good for us. But when it's devoid of people in our lives and actually devoid of a place where we're implementing that and learning that together, then it's kind of just information. And if it's just information, then it's just kind of consuming like like if there's if there's no context for you to apply that or to implement it then it stops there yes Uh, and so i think i get that i've tried to follow jesus on my own devoid of community right and i get that because i get the temptation of like well i can do my own thing 
but there's a recognize there's there's there is recognition in, in maybe there are ways that you can grow on your own um but it's but you following Jesus again isn't just about what works best for you it's about you being a part of a community uh of people that that are that are one in Christ yeah and I, I think this is also important to say is that I mean anytime we we talk about a schematic or whatever like we're not looking like this. Jesus didn't be like, you need a place to worship. You need to, you yeah. know, like, like the, he never said that. Like, it's yeah. not there. This is just like what we came up with as we were looking at it with wisdom. And we were just like, hey, yeah. this is what we've seen has been helpful. That this isn't like, we're not trying to place like uh, some sort of extra religious burden on anyone. We're just saying yeah. like what we've seen in the history, like it's like Proverbs, like wisely what we've seen. Is if you have a faith community where you're worshiping and being directed imperfectly by imperfect people towards a place that God is going, that's really important. Where you're part of a diverse community. Um, like one of the things I love about Christ the King and about Ecclesia a little less much because we're all more homogenous. <laughs> but you know, but like one thing I like about Christ the King in general is like you're part of a very diverse crew of people like the people that you're with does not necessarily look like you all the time yeah um so that's that's one thing that's that's a helpful thing that you're part of a multifaceted community of people in addition like you need to bear other people's burdens and all that so all that to say is that we've seen that as as a helpful thing this is not like a checklist thing to do yep yep you know, like this is not just like check this box, check this box, check this box. And then yeah. your spiritual life will turn out great. Right. Your transition right. from one cis, like city to another, from college to beyond, to being a stay-at-home parent, to going to work. Like all of a sudden, if you just do those three things, like it's going to be fine for you. What we're saying is, is that that creates the environment mm -hmm. by which it creates fertile soil for God's spirit to work. Right. Yep, and I yep. feel like, Josh, you kind of briefly mentioned this earlier, but I know we've talked about like, I mean, both of us graduated from Western at the same time and stayed in Bellingham, but we saw a lot of our friends leave Ecclesia and move away and not pursue these three things in a, in a church and then feel frustrated that they're not experiencing the same type of community or, or, um, like worship like they were at Ecclesia. And, and I think that like you're saying, Garrett, it's not a checklist, but it, it is a guide. It is a, we've seen people choose these things and root themselves and, and then be able to be a part of what God is doing and live into that. And then we've seen people who kind of try to shortcut their way and miss maybe some of these steps and then feel frustrated that things don't look like they want them to. Right. Um, and so I think just as a tangible guide in this transition, um, like this is a helpful starting place for you. If you're yes. looking to connect to a community in a way um, similar to, to how you have before, uh, but don't yeah. know where to start. 
And I think part of the why we're we're doing this over the podcast and part of the why we're giving the schematic is uh, at, at least those of you who are going, who have been in school and are going, transitioning out of school to something else, maybe that's moving away, maybe that's staying in town. Uh, this is a transition that is different than any other transition you've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every other transition you've had, even though, sure, at times it might have been difficult, um, community and people are, are kind of like it's kind of given to you. Yeah. Like yeah. you're in the dorms, you're, you have classmates, you have people put around you. Like it's kind of like you just step into what people tell you to do. And the moment you, you, you graduate, it's, it's just you. Like it's you having to figure out how you're going to connect to people. It's you figuring out how you're going to implement the things that you've experienced intentionally and purposefully. It's not, it's not as accessible or as easy as it has been in the past. Like it will and is, it will be, and it is difficult. I mean, Molly and I stayed here in with Ecclesia. I'm still with Ecclesia. And I would say even with that, it was difficult transitioning to finding people and connecting with them. And, and it's been handed to me on a silver platter far more than a lot of other people. Uh, and so part of the reason why we're given this schematic, these things that like that we're encouraging you to step into is because it's not easy. A lot of it's, it's going to be on you in a lot of ways. It's going to be up to how you are engaging. It's going to be up to the effort that you're putting in uh, because no one's going to do it for you, which is difficult and it does take courage and it takes putting yourself out there, out there. And it takes, um, it takes being really uncomfortable sometimes, uh, but we want to help you prepare for the moment it's gonna it's gonna feel really difficult. Yeah. And so if you're pursuing community, if you're if you're finding a place of worship, if you're do like if you're finding places to serve, and it is difficult, don't stop. Like keep yeah. pressing in, keep yeah. going, keep showing up, because it will take time. Like I guarantee it. Like it's not unfort. I mean, hopefully for some of you this is the case, but unfortunately. Most of us are going to go in a space where we feel lonely at first and you're gonna, like feeling like an outsider because that's how it always feels trying to join the new community. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Like, don't be defeated. Don't be discouraged, like discouraged right. by that. Like continue to just go and put yourself in a situation where you are interacting with people, where you are signing up uh, to participate in things um, because uh, we know how difficult it is uh right. and and we want you to just be pre- prepared for that not to scare you not to freak you out or anything like god's with you in all those moments and, and we've had many friends who have done that very successfully and it's totally yeah. been all right but it's because they've continued to show up and to press in yeah and i would challenge people to um to be really really honest with yourself like we t- I talked about this last week and now we're talking about it again. Josh brought it up that like it is just it is just going to be challenging. And part of just knowing that is really helpful, I think. So it's not a surprise. Um, but a lot of times I think when people try to try to do this, um, try to enter a new church community, start serving, whatever, like church is really, really messy. And yes. so there's a lot of imperfections that you come up against. And I think when people are talking about it what's hidden behind what they're saying. Like they may say, I don't really connect with anyone there. I think if you're really, really honest with yourself, maybe what you mean is that you have fear about reaching out um, or you felt 
you perceived um, rejection, you know, the first time you were there. And so it was really hard to go back, like have compassion for yourself, but be really, really honest with yourself and don't write people or things or opportunities off because it's hard or scary. Um, I think when you're that honest with yourself of like, oh, really, I think what's behind this is fear or really what I think is behind this is insecurity. Um, you can tackle it a lot better with the Lord. Like, I think that there's intimacy with God in that where you're like, okay, we're doing this transition together. I can't do this alone. I don't have really the emotional strength to do it alone. I don't necessarily have the perseverance on my own to keep coming back to a community that doesn't feel like mine yet. Um, when you can't do those things alone, in our weakness, I think is where we can enter a whole new kind of intimacy with the Lord through that transition, um, to ask him to be a part of it, to know that you're not actually walking into that building alone as much as it may feel like it, um, at at the beginning or the community group or whatever it is, um, to just, to just let that honesty with yourself, be honesty with the Lord and then to tackle that together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you guys have any other, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this plan, this schematic, it, it feels very simple, but it takes yes. work and it's yeah intimidating and it can feel scary. It's not just like, okay, great. I'm out of church. And now this transition will be a piece of cake. Like we're going to keep talking in the next few weeks about just what is actually really hard about right. it. Um, mm-hmm. But and, that, and I will just say like like, everything, just like everything. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> Well, and I think that so one thing <laughs> we literally just talked about that in our staff meeting this morning. Like, we want there to be these quick fixes for every right. single thing that we do, and there's just not. Like, it's it just really not. It doesn't work like that. You know, and it. I mean, I will say this: when we kind of thought this whole idea through, when Julie and I kind of originally kind of placed it all in our heads. You're like, ah, maybe this isn't right. But then as we played it out, there have been multiple conversations where we've had with people that they're like, that schematic saved my life. Hmm. Like as we transitioned, they're like, it, it, when I was in the intensive or when when you guys told me that the first time, I didn't think that that was helpful. I thought that was just like, whatever. But then like I'm in a new city and I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do I need to find in my life is, okay, like, just find these three things. And and what, yeah. what's incredible is God's spirit. Just like suddenly, it just creates the soil for God's spirit to work. That's all we're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just creates a fertile ground for God's spirit to speak and do something. And it takes time. Like right now, like we planted our garden and just now we planted it six weeks ago. And just now the seeds of something is, is coming up and it's going to take another couple of weeks or months for it to even like bear any fruit, you know? And I, I feel like Molly, you kind of organized this whole thing. Like we, we're going to talk with someone about that coming up. Right. Yep. Yeah. And are we going to tease who? Yeah. Are we going to, is this like, <laughs> yeah, are we going to reveal free. it? Free. Yeah. 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 Cause he's in the chat. I think Corey's in the chat. Yeah. <gasps> Corey. Yes. Yeah. Corey actually reached out to me gosh at this point I don't even remember when it was like the beginning of 2020 ish I think um <laughs> and he the good old days. 
um, left Western last year and he went through kind of our pilot next program. Um, the first time we ever did it and he was getting ready to leave Bellingham and, and move back to California and, um, went through the next class and then reached out to me and said, Hey, like I am learning just a ton of stuff and I want to share it with people. Like I want to share it with um, with the, the people, <laughs> hi Corey, <laughs> um, he's like, I want to share it with the people who are going to go through the same transition I'm going to. And so we just got to have a really awesome conversation where he was just sharing some of the stuff that he's, he's been learning. And it's really cool because his perspective is so, it's just ahead of the game enough to where he's like kind of on the other side of some of the hardest stuff but he's still like fresh in that season where he can really speak into what people are going to be going through and so he is going to be joining us in two two thursdays from now and just sharing um just what god's been showing him and and Corey's faithfulness and god's faithfulness and so we're stoked it'll be a really a really cool conversation so awesome yeah heck yeah that's what's coming down the pike two thursdays from now be sure to tune in live very serendipitous <laughs> i know <laughs> great word choice Corey. yeah cool well this is fun um we're also going to talk about this next week well we will be in the next series um for the next two weeks so um we're gonna keep talking about transitions and we hope it's helpful for you guys um we love having you show up in the comments and engage with it so this has been awesome um if you want to send in any specific questions you want us to answer or um any feedback you have or whatever you can um send it to us on social we're at ecclesia behan um and otherwise you can catch our other podcast comes out on saturdays right yeah it'll come out uh to fr- tomorrow friday night friday friday nights yep. um and on wednesdays for ecclesia Hello. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Bye, y'all.